Just a couple more fireballs and... Yeah, take that, Bowser. Yes. I'm sorry, Mario, but your princess is in a... Josh? Another... Oh. Hello, Emily. What are you doing here? I didn't know you are a toad. Oh, just on the weekends. I'm trying to save up for some games. Nice hat. Ha ha. So how many castles do I have left to go? Um, I think like four? Hold on, let me ask my supervisor. No, no, never mind that. When's your shift over? Oh, not for a while, but I'm about to go on break. You want to see the employee lounge? Do they have a jukebox? I probably wouldn't work here if they didn't. Nice. Well, here's the jukebox. What do you think? Hey, somebody left a note. It's from Patron Inspector Claw. Maybe he works the night shift or something. What's it say? What's it say? Oh, it says... It's a suggestion of some kind. Dear Josh and Emily, the Final Fantasy series may seem like well-trodden ground, but I just can't get enough. Four, six, seven, and ten have tremendous emotional resonance for me, and I've spent hundreds of hours with each of them. The characters, the story, and gameplay are all excellent, but Uematsu's music is the critical hit. <laughs> I would love to hear what you took from these games. What tracks got you goosebumping? Oh, so it seems like he gave us a little bit of a of an assignment. Yeah, so I, I guess we both pick one then, right? All right, let's try that out. Thank you, Inspector Claw. I'm going to choose... Um, I'm going to go with Trojan Beauty from Final Fantasy IV. Of course, composed by Nobuo Uematsu. This was a difficult assignment, but I wanted to choose something from Super Nintendo because I like how the bass sounds on Super Nintendo. Um, so I checked out this soundtrack, and other games, other songs I liked were Airship 
Land of Dwarves, and Samba de Chocobo. But I chose this one because it was the one that felt most like somebody was singing to me. It sounded like a lullaby within a dream. It's such a pretty song. Have you played this game? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, I actually don't know what Final Fantasy games I've played because of the confusing numbering. I've had conversations with a lot of people, and there seems to be a debate over whether specifically Final Fantasy 4 or Final Fantasy 6 is the best Final Fantasy. For some reason, I see that being argued a lot. That's um, a hipster argument. I think <laughs> Final Fantasy 7, I think, has to be the biggest one, right? Or, like, the right. most right. popular one. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think what I gathered from the 16-bit argument was that there are some people who think that Final Fantasy VI is a rehash of Final Fantasy IV almost, that they're basically the same story. But I have not played Final Fantasy IV, so I don't know. I've played oh. Final Fantasy VI, though. So, I can't speak to the controversy. Yeah, I don't play Final Fantasy games in general. It's, except for Final Fantasy Tactics. I like that one because uh, the chessboard layout. I basically like mm -hmm. any RPG that has like that chessboard situation. Yeah, like the, the strategy component. Yeah. I'm actually going to go with a track from Final Fantasy VI. Speaking of Final Fantasy VI, so we may bring this controversy into our podcast with our different tracks that we picked. Um, so my track is called Shadow. This is from Final Fantasy VI, as I said. No boy Uematsu, as we know, for the Super Nintendo. Remember when we got stuck in the dungeon for the first time? Uh-huh. I mentioned back then that as a teenager I'd purchased Final Fantasy Legend 3 for the Game Boy, thinking it would be something like the baby version of the Super Nintendo Final Fantasy 3, mm. which is what Final Fantasy 6 was called in North America, speaking of the confusing numbering. Well, anyway, it wasn't. It was not the baby version of Final Fantasy 3. So, flash forward a year or so, and I was having a conversation with a friend at lunch, his name was Alex, about how I'd recently gotten the SNES from Funko Land, but only had a few games. He asked me, 
well, do you have Final Fantasy 3? And I said, actually, it's kind of a long story. Funny that you asked ask that, but no. And he basically yelled right in the middle of the crowded cafeteria, you have a Super Nintendo, but you don't have Final Fantasy 3? You are borrowing one of mine. So that's how I got to play it. He let me borrow one of his copies. What's even more amazing than his just letting me borrow that amazing game, I think, is that no matter how hard I tried to return the game to him uh, throughout the rest of high school, he always waved off the suggestion. So I still have one of his copies, and I still play it every few years. Oh, that's a nice gift. Why did he have multiples of it anyways, though? I think that one copy was his older brother's. Oh. Um, and I don't know if his older brother still played, so maybe he knew that they weren't going to be fighting over the cartridges anymore because they were sort of grown up at that point, or maybe his brother wasn't interested in the games anymore. So that's what I think happened. I think he weighed the choice and decided that as long as he had one cart, it was okay. But yeah, I thought that was so nice. And I loved playing it. I had such a great time. I would rush home from school and uh, set up my little chair and play. I gotta say, I like this kid, Alex. He's uh, serious about RPGs. He's yelling mm-hmm. in the middle of your <laughs> class. Do you still uh, keep in touch with this Alex character? Um, we haven't talked in a while, but um, I do run into him at uh, weddings of people from high school. And um, <laughs> I don't think he was at our 10-year reunion. Oh. We just had our 10-year reunion, but... Um, well, he sounds like um, he might make a good music suggestion, so try to, oh, yeah, try to squeeze out. one out of him. Yeah. yeah. But this track definitely gets me goosebumping. Would you like to take a guess as to what this shadow character is like based on the music? Oh, it's just like Sonic, but, you know, the evil one, right? <laughs> He's like, that's, that's very good. That's very good, Josh. All right. Uh, I'm going to move on to our next selection. This is Lobby Theme from Diddy Kong Racing. It's for the N64, written by David Wise. And uh, special thanks to Richard for recommending it. Richard says, I think this is a great little rock funk tune by David Wise. This track is one of the most responsible for getting me into video game music in general. I replayed DKR a couple years ago and found myself parked in the lobbies, just jamming to this song for minutes on end. A light bulb switched on and I thought, oh, music from video games is actually really awesome on its own and I should start finding more. 
Thank you guys for doing the show. Keep it up. You keep it up. You keep finding jams like this. And thanks for submitting it. Oh, can you hold on a second? Yeah? Okay. I have to, I'll be right back. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm just gonna leave my thing recording. I guess I'm just here by myself. Just to let the, let the patrons in on what just happened here, I had to go answer the front door and just left Josh here waiting in this lobby, listening to this lobby music. How was that experience for you, Josh? It was all right, you know? I uh, started singing about my Facebook feed while you were gone. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to listen to this. All right. So I fr- we were in the middle of talking about something, though. What were we just talking about? Setting myself on fire. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing could be better, I'm sure, than what happened while I wasn't here. So I look forward to listening to the final cut. You know what? I don't know if it's if it's ready. I don't know if I'm ready for uh, the fame mm-hmm, right. and the fortune. Of course. That will be a result of releasing that recording. Um. Oh, I was just saying thanks, Richard. For this track, keep up the good work. This is a big departure from our other uh, selections this morning, yeah, it which is. were very lilting and sad. This one just like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. It's funny when I read this testimonial the first time, I misread it, and I thought that Richard was saying that he spent time parked in the parking lots oh, listening yeah. to this. I just read it quickly and that's the image I had was 
a dude in his car who needs to go into the grocery store but just wants to hang out and listen to the song a little bit longer so just rocking out in the grocery store parking lot I kind of had that thought for a second but then it said parked in the lobbies and then I kind of realized it's just talking about I guess a Diddy Kong sitting around in a lobby listening to this song yeah this is probably you know one of those situations where you're choosing your car choosing your racetrack that kind of thing yeah. Oh, that's cool though that this was his light bulb moment. That this was that he knows for sure what track it was that made him think, "Oh, cool! I'm gonna listen to more of this stuff." You know what? I'll say this about this song that makes it stand out for me is um, it could just be kind of this funky but kind of ironically heavy metal song or something like that. But that little twinkly keyboard that comes in gives it a whole nother dimension. Like a like a eighties like a, a cool eighties thing is going on right there. It's that the twinkly Japanese sound. Is there like a little tuxedo boy cameo here? No. <laughs> well I guess he just made that happen, so yeah. He strolls through the crowd briefly. And then he's he's off to the yeah. the buffet. <laughs> Speaking of Tuxedo Boy, um, <laughs> I did that search as recommended. Um, who recommended that? You know what? I'm I'll look it up right now. Yeah, look it up and let me say that I did it. I did it on my own. There was a day that I was doing it and I was sending you pictures of this is what I think Tuxedo Boy looks like. So. And it didn't make me feel weird to do the search. It's yeah. actually kind of oh, cute. It was quality. And um, on our uh, blog spot, he uh, posted a link of a boy in a tuxedo. And he said, do yourself a favor and don't Google image search. Boys in tuxedos feels weird to type. Um, but I thought he just said, do yourself a favor and search for boys in tuxedos. And I did. And you know what? It was like actually delightful. It's very <laughs> cute and very charming. And then you find out that there's actually um, like whole YouTube videos that are compilations of kids, little boys in tuxedos. You're kidding. All right, I didn't dig that deep. That was the top layer. That was the top layer. Okay, Google. <laughs> don't, t don't tell me I'm digging deep. Oh, no, I, I, I have to say, I spent a long time on my Google image search actually finding the one kid I thought really embodied Tuxedo Boy. <laughs> so maybe yeah. I'll find that and we can put that up on the blog so everybody knows. All right, let's get you out of this lobby. I'm sorry I left you hanging there for a little while, but I'm sure it was enjoyable. We will advance forward with... Another Super Nintendo track. This is from the game Zombies Ate My Neighbors. The soundtrack was composed by Joe McDermott. This is a recommendation from patron Brandon, and we will be hearing the track Curse of the Tongue.
Brandon says, I would play this game a lot with my brothers growing up. Lots of great tracks in there. This theme is partially an adapted piece of music. It begins with one of the most recognizable Gregorian chants, Dies Irae, which most notably appears in the opening scene of The Shining. Anyway, this track is so rad, it starts off with this chant, then goes into a surf rock, blasting organs, circus music. Well, just listen, you'll get the picture, or sonic picture, or whatever. Composed by Joe McDermott, member of Team Fat. Always good things coming from the fat man and his esteemed colleagues. Enjoy, Brandon. Man, you know we've been talking about Tuxedo Boy, but um, this song is Tuxedo Boy's alter ego. You know, there's a bunch of monks singing a Gregorian chant uh, in a, some sort of cathedral, and this little boy just comes in with mud all over his face and a slingshot, and he just starts causing havoc. You know what I mean? When that little, it sounds like dirty a little bit. That little ba da ba 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 da da whatever sounds like. Um, is it like? Uh, well, is the funkiness like? Is he zoot suit boy, perhaps? Maybe that is what's going on right here. That'll be a Google search to do. There you go. Toddlers now you know what? Zoot suits. Somebody's <laughs> done it. I know you're out there. Did you ever play the Zombies Ate My Neighbors games? I always ask you, did you play this game? I'm always interested. Did you play it? I didn't. I don't. I probably did, but I don't think it made much of an impression on me. No, I didn't because I saw advertisements for it in video game magazines, and they scared me. Oh no! So I just felt like it was bad news to get involved with this game. Well, you need a friend like Dan from uh, previous episodes, or Daniel as he was back then. That's right. Before he evolved on his birthday. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Daniel would just go to the video store and rent whatever looked the worst. You know really? what I mean? He's the kind of kid who would rent Faces of Death. And his oh, mom... He was like an only child, so his mom like told the video store, I guess, like let this kid rent whatever he wants. So whenever I'd be over at his house, I'd uh, discover... I would, I would just get de desensitized, basically, to whatever was going on in culture. So, yeah, I probably played this game. Um... It just sounds like one of those games you would have rented. I had the opposite experience as a kid. I went to people's houses who wanted me to play certain games, and I was like, no, 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 I don't want to play that game. It's bothering me. It's making me upset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then they weren't being mean. They were just, they liked the game, and I just I was not agreeing with me. Hmm. Well... There's a lot of fun on the other side of the desensitization rainbow. <laughs> the other side of the children's formal dress wear. No, it's true. And I, uh, I don't really know um, much about this game. It probably is very fun. I do like some creepy games, so... All right. Well, for my next track, I'm going to play a song from Batman. Uh, this song is called Stage 4, Laboratory Ruins. It was written by Naoki Kodaka for the Nintendo Entertainment System. 
And this recommendation is from Greg G. Greg G writes, Having recently bought this game, my brothers and I have been taking turns trying to play. Well, they have been mostly been trying to play it. I usually just sit back and listen to the sweet jams. Anyways, this game is notoriously hard, and so we all were watching my brother play and die over and over again. After playing for about four hours, he finally was able to beat the Joker for the first time ever. Yeah! He probably played the final level about 50 or 60 times, so I got to hear this song a lot and it got stuck in my head. The first level is the famous track from the game and rightfully so, however, I wanted to give some love to the rest of the soundtrack including this song, which has a Castlevania style intro followed by a propulsive jam the rest of the way. I love that Sunsoft bass sound, it makes me want to practice so I can form a Sunsoft themed cover band. Greg G, do it. Make that band. Hey, this song is intense. I can't stop rocking out right now. Oh, it got serious real quick here. I don't think I played this game. I, I had Batman on the Genesis, but it was easy. This is one of the few games I could beat. I think it's cool that they all hang out and play together. I love that. Social gaming is so much fun. Yeah, how, how old are they now? Yeah, I don't know. I would love to hang out with my 30-year-old brothers and play uh, video games still. This is what uh, my husband and I do. I guess it's somewhat rare for people to enjoy watching other people play video games as much yeah. as they like playing. Although, you know uh -huh. what? That's not true. Because Let's Plays are a huge phenomenon. So people on the internet like to watch other people playing video games. But, you know, I don't know how many people get excited to watch their siblings or family members play but anyway oh, i'm one of them so i'm into why, that why would it be more fun to watch somebody you don't know play than somebody you do know i don't know maybe just because you can uh maybe it's just a matter of you can pause it you can watch it on demand whenever you want as opposed to this person is hogging the mm. television in the living room right now <laughs> and i can't do anything else and i'm sort of resentful you know what's also interesting is uh, 
I mean, let me take that back. This is not at all interesting. However, <laughs> as Tell a... Tell me anyway, I want to know. As a person who played video games, I used to... I did not like when somebody was watching me, for the most part. Me too. Well, see, I love to social game with people, but I get nervous when other people yeah. are watching me sometimes. So if I was playing a, a final boss and I wanted my mom to watch the ending with me, which I did, I've talked about this, sometimes I would have her sit on the couch while I was trying to beat the final level, but I would ask her to close her eyes and not watch. And of course, I have no way of knowing if she actually closed her eyes or not, because I didn't turn around and look, but, you know. She's probably just taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> No, on an upcoming Dungeon episode, I actually have to uh, bring people up to speed with my mom's thoughts on things. Because I, in one of our episodes, I did come up, you came up with a couple questions for me to ask her. And I did ask her, and I got some answers. So I'll be dishing those out later. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Seriously, this entire time, I have not stopped moving to the song. I just want to note that. I'm doing like Tai Bo over here, like lightning round. <sighs> okay, phew. We will move on to another recommendation from our good friend Magic Baloney. This is from the game Xenogears for the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, PlayStation 1. The title is Awakening, and the composer is Yasunori Mitsuda.
far as penultimate battles go, there is not much that tops this. The perfect music for killing god and or godlike machine entities as the case may be. Whatever you got going on. I don't know. I don't I don't know you. I'm I'm sure your life is different from mine, but Mr. Yasunori Mitsuda here, he knows what's up. Hey, thanks, uh, Magic Baloney, for that audio testimonial. Oh, yes. It's always good to hear your voice. Um, that sounds... <laughs> sounds pretty intense. You're killing God, apparently. Or godlike beings, something. Yeah, we have some intensity going on here, for sure. My favorite part of this song is just that little vocal part. The ah Because that's... Uh, a repeat of a of a of a musical motif that appears in some of the other tunes, and I only just realized that this split second. I love that. I love callbacks. So that's very cool to me. Yeah, I apologize. My brain just glitched out because I was thinking about the course that our episode has taken and I was trying to come up with some kind of pattern or narrative and I got nothing. Started out with lullabies, we went funky, and then we got real intense. This is just uh, a grab bag. Mmm. Oh, like a goodie bag. Yeah, like a goodie bag. A fun bag. Yeah, we went to a party. We went to Tuxedo Boy's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And we got a goodie bag, and it had a stuffed animal, and some sunglasses, uh. and some green army men in it. And some some uh, blow pops. Oh, like a little notebook and a pencil. Yep, yep. Maybe oh, like one of those... Uh, I was thinking about those... Uh, did you ever get those little little sticky men? With the sticky hands and legs, and you'd throw them against the wall, and they would kind of climb down, quote-unquote. They would just sort of... Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, yes, and uh, on. I think I had one... I have at least a few memories of it working exactly according to plan, where the sticky man <laughs> didn't just stick on the glass <laughs> and didn't just plop on the dirty ground, but actually <laughs> crawled down. It's so true. In my mind right now, I was imagining the sticky man crawling down the wall to the Batman NES song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be the most intense sticky man escapade ever. Alright, anyway, so that was a good grab bag. So we should thank everybody for contributing to the little gifts that we got to take home today. So thank you to this week's patrons. Inspector Claw, Richard, Brandon, Greg G, and Magic Baloney. Yep, and um, I think next week is going to be Spa Day. Spa Day! So that's exciting. Ahoy, yes. Hopefully we'll have a very relaxing episode, and that one will have a theme. Uh, To celebrate our 15th week anniversary. Something like that. No, it's not even that, huh? 
But um, besides that, we still need more suggestions for the next time we're at the bar, so please visit us at the vgmjukebox.blogspot.com and use the Suggest a Track button on the right-hand side to fill out the recommendation survey. Or you can email us at the vgmjukebox at gmail.com. We've got a YouTube channel. Subscribe if you like. We put up the music-only playlists of the episodes that we've done, so you can just listen to those tracks. We try to keep up to date with that. I apologize. Sometimes I fall behind, but I try to do my best. Um, Josh has been dishing out coins to people who rate and review our podcast on iTunes, correct? Well, you know, that's not actually correct because I said last time, yes, I'm bribing people to rate our podcast, um, but what I probably should have said was review. And not that I'm against people rating the podcast, it's great, but I just can't see who you are. So for the uh. six of you who did rate the podcast, I don't know who you are. I'm going to drop these coins on the ground right now, so just share amongst yourselves. And seriously, honor system, everybody, okay? Do not take coins that don't belong to you. All right, so don't spend it all in one place. Or do spend it all in one place. If it's the arcade, I'm fine with that. Yeah, agreed. All right, so I guess we'll see everybody in two weeks here at the bar. And next week, instead of going to the dungeon, let's go to the spa. Oh, yeah. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. I gotta go back to work now. Gotta put my, uh, my toad hat back on. It's so cute. It really brings out your eyes. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Talk to you later. Bye.